0: Man, podcast. My name is Isaac. I'm here with uh, my my brother, my bro Seth, Josiah Harder. It's cracking, man. How you doing?
1: I'm good and tired, uh, man. Yeah. Getting tired from a mayhem workout, but yeah. I'm doing well. I'm spirits are high, loving life. Is what's cracking? Does that does that fly nowadays? Like, that's a good question. It's uh, a, you wouldn't you wouldn't you shouldn't be asking me that. Uh, no, you're not I'm hip. Not, you're not hip with the I'm not hip, what and the I'm also not saying. necessarily, like, PC either, like, politically correct. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm just kind of in my own world a bit, so I don't necessarily know what is acceptable and not, but...
0: Every time I hear, what's cracking, I hear, um, I, I, I just think of Tom Haverford.
1: Oh, yeah, for what's sure. Crackin'? What's
0: cracking? What's cracking, boo? <laughs> I just, ah. Uh,
1: honestly, Tom, if I had a, a business up and running right now, I would just mm-hmm. hire him on the spot.
0: Enter seven, entertainment 720, 720, where dreams come, they come true.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tom has a lot of pizzazz. He's got a lot of, uh, pizzazz. <laughs> pizzazz. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a lot of, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say sales cause that's just like a blanket statement, but charisma. Yeah. Gusto, uh, confidence.
0: Yeah. He's probably, I'd say he's probably in my top three. Actually, a lot of my favorite characters from any TV show come from Parks and Rec, Mm. like as Ron Swanson. Yeah. Actually, I would say three of my... So what's all three? Tell me. Ron Swanson, I, I wish I was him. There's so many things because that I'm like, you are though. I am. But then there's also things that like Ron Swanson, like, I wish I was that way. Like the fact that he hate he's anti-government and hates technology and hates, you know, yeah. and he's like all about, you know, woodworking and, and manly, you know, things. Oh
1: dude, that reminds me, I'll let you finish your list, but that reminds me of one of the things that I've lost my mind on from Ron Swanson. Mm-hmm. He's like walking in like Lowe's or Home Depot or something. Yeah. And some sales guy approaches him and he's like, Hey, how can I help you? And he just, in a straight face, is like, I know more than you. And just keeps walking. (laughs) I know. Dude. Such a legendary line. See, and I love
0: love the character of Ron Swanson. I love that the real... um, Oh, what's his name? Dang it. Um, Like, the non-character version of Ron Swanson uh, Mm, is very similar in that way. Super cool guy. Um, But then there's, like, so many things that, like... Like when he's going through his pyramid of manliness or whatever, and there's like, there's stuff that he's like, fish, it's, it's like basically fish isn't meat. Like, you know, like, and all these things that like, I'm like, okay, I don't agree with that. So (laughs) I, I, there's a lot of things that like, I love about him. And then there's also things that I like, wish I was more like, but Mm -hmm. sadly I'm not. Ron Swanson, Tom Haverford, obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. And then it's a two way tie between, uh, Andy Dwyer and Dwight Schrute.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Two
0: guys yeah. that I wish I I could, if I had a best friend that wasn't you, it would be ah. Andy, a, a combination between
1: Andy Dwyer and Dwight Schrute. Well, that's a huge compliment. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're 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 right above them. So does that does that mean like that I emulate those two characters or no? Well, I don't think you want to emulate Dwight Schrute. <laughs> that's really. right. I was about to be offended, so I was. I'm glad you answered that. I that. think <laughs> you're you're
0: you're loyal. Like Dwight okay, Schroeder cool. is to Michael, cool. but I don't want to be compared to Michael Scott, so that's fair. So, Michael, but,
1: oh, it's, it's that's um, so yeah. who, if you could pick out of those four characters, if you could pick one person to be exactly the same as, who would it be?
0: Uh, I would like off the top of my head right away, you'd say Andy, Andy Dwyer, nice, just the carelessness, the, <laughs> the like. Just knowing, not really caring that you're not as smart as you, you're dumb, you're a dumb guy, but you're also brilliant in like other things Yeah. and like, but just like the careless uh, (laughs) not caring what anyone thinks about you, uh, just being who you are. I think that is like such a good uh, character to emulate and I wish I had more of that because I find myself often getting caught up in like what other people think about me or how I'm viewed and just to like he's just like that guy that really is just himself. He just doesn't and, give a shit. And he's, yeah. and he's, he's silly and dumb and, yeah. but like everything is, nothing is too serious. Yeah. And I think that is something that, everyone gets where everyone gets so butthurt that life has got to be so serious and so perfect. And, and like, sometimes it's like, Hey, I want to eat my cereal off of Frisbee. Yeah. You know, so right. Or like, or like the fact that he like, he has like all these jobs, right. Like in this entire, in the entire, um, series like he's goes from being a shoe shiner to you know being a musician being a police officer failing that right yeah and like that's kind of me like I've stumbled upon a career that I have gonna have forever now but it took yeah. me a long time to get there right and yeah. I did all these things in between so yeah, yeah I would, that's cool I would definitely where, where would you uh where would you round out on your like top three characters
1: um man that's hard <clears throat> top three characters of any tv show mm-hmm one thing just kind of to, to linger on the, the park and, Parks and Rec thing and The Office, it's interesting that the parallels for those two shows is like you have this like extremely painful key player like yeah. in Michael Scott and Leslie Nope. Yeah. And you just have all these incredible like characters around them. Yeah. And it's like, I like, it's one of those things when you start those shows, like I had the pleasure of starting both of those shows quite late in my life. Like, sure. I started watching The Office three years ago and Parks and Rec like a year ago. So really? I'm like that late into the game That's here. the
0: first time you've been through them. Yeah, I've, since
1: I've watched The Office like a bunch and I've yeah. watched Parks and Rec just once through. But my wife kind of won me over at first. I was like, these are so stupid. I couldn't handle Michael. And at the time I was studying business and I'm like, he's everything that's wrong with business. And <laughs> then I was like, no, this after you get the character development a bit, I was like, dude, this is hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But it's just so, it was so funny. Anyways, it's just interesting that you have those two characters and they're just like so painful, but the character development and the, and just the trials and tribulations that they go through just because of their own stupidity is just funny.
0: I find it really Um, funny too that a lot of people that have a hard time with The Office, and this isn't, this isn't like, you know, definitely every single case, but I know (laughs) a lot of people that like don't like The Office, they love Friends. And there are some people that you either like both or you like one or the other, which I guess those are the only two options. Or I guess you like none. Yeah. But like, it's, it's, it's very funny that you can, I like, I've met a couple people that are like, they, they either, they either love both of them die hard for both or they like absolutely hate the other one. There's no like, like for me, I, I, I watched Friends because Emma watched Friends, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. growing up. So I watched it with her. I, I couldn't do it. I'm a diehard office fan though. Yeah. Right? But I, I could never watch Friends again. And that's just me. Yeah. But like I know people that are the complete opposite and it's and it's it's funny that you just you get these boats of, of Yeah. You know, and I because they're totally different, right? I mean totally. I, I'm not a sit <clears throat> like I, I like the style of the office in Parks and Rec. It's not that sitcom type of like there's no breaking the fourth wall that the office does so well. Right. Right. Or I guess the third wall or fourth wall, you know, when we have that kind of mockumentary type of deal. Right. right? Yeah, and I yeah. guess, um, I guess parks and rec kind of does even
1: differently than that. It's not so much mock, mockumentary as a, but it, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It's interesting. Like to me, the top three have to be, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine, the, mm. op- the office and parks and rec. Oh yeah. But, uh, as far as my, so maybe let's go from those three, my top oh yeah top three characters. Terry Crews, because me and him are, have very similar physiques. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for sure. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <sighs> that's a good one, though. I would say, like, who do I identify as or who do I like the most? Who do you like the most? Because who I like don't know? think I identify as Tom Haverford. Yeah, that's true. But I would that's like true.
0: a little mini Tom Haverford to live in my
1: coat pocket. Yeah. And you can just pull them out when you need them. Exactly. Yeah. That, that'd be cool. Um, I think I would say Jake Peralta probably would be number one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and then I would say probably Jim Halpert and then Tom Haverford. Yeah. Uh, one of each, I guess, but oh, Jim would be so great. But yeah, I, th- I think Jim is like the redemption story of like, he didn't care about his career. He was just kind of like, he kind of just accepted the fact that he's like, ah, oh, I'm just going to be a paper salesman. And then all of a sudden he, you know, fell in love and then was like, wow, I can really make it in the world. And then he made it. And then, re- and then he's like, nah, I'm yeah. a family man. And then he went back to his roots yeah. and oh. then, and then just kind of accepted. And I kind of got his priorities straight in a sense by the end of the show. I just yeah. think that was a, such a cool, uh, Cool story. Because he kinda lost his way there for a oh, bit. Oh, there's a
0: part where you're like, oh, Jim's a jerk. Oh yeah. For right? sure. Like and like you're you're totally and you know what I love about this is there's like one person that's a diehard friends fan that's just they're they're just like, Well, I talk more about Joey and, and Phoebe instead of Yeah. But you know what? Screw that. Screw friends. The I, the the love there is no love story better than Jim and Pam That's and true. Jim and
1: Pam. That's true. And I think um, yeah, I never got into Friends. That that said, I don't really have anyone in my circles that uh, likes Friends. Maybe yeah. it was like maybe it's a timing thing. Cause when did Friends start and finish? I don't really know. Well, was definitely older
0: okay. than than the opposite. Probably I can't just tell a you a date, thing. but yeah, and I think it, I think it's kind of like one of those things that you got into and you and you liked, and now there's like they're pulling back the reunion. But I All would right. say, dude, like. Like when I saw that there's a Friends reunion coming on, I was I had I had zero interest. Oh, yeah. But if they were gonna do a Office reunion, if oh, they I could get, it. I there's no chance they would get Steve Corral back. I just don't think it's possible. Mm. But if they could do
1: that, like man, that would just he's, be incredible. He's too busy filming Space Force two season two. Oh, gosh, <laughs> did that flop? Hey, I I hope or so. Or did maybe. it get rebooted? I for I, I watched like I didn't
0: ever watch it, but I watched like a couple of the clips of it, and oh man, like it just. I watched just the. Whole, I'll have to. I'll oh, have to really? Text
1: Austin Ball and see if it's going on for a second round. But, really? Did you, what do you the think? Whole thing is it any good? I felt. Fu- I heard was bad it, things. It was hard to get through. See, and that's just, that sucks. You know. yeah. But you know what? That's. I almost felt like it was almost like you were cringing on behalf of Steve Crow during it. Yeah. Because you were like, "This is pretty bad." Well, I feel like there weren't there like a lot of heavy hitters in that TV series as well. Yeah. Like, again, you're kind of asking the wrong person, but like dude, the old guy, to know. the old guy in it. The, like, scientist, he's kind of a heavy hitter, I think. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, I I just feel
0: like they tried to hype up a TV show that didn't really need to happen. Yeah. Whereas, like, like, you look at someone like Andy, you know, so Chris Pratt went from, like, the uh, Parks and Rec, and then his career took off, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, now he's he's just, there's a new movie coming out uh, called... Oh, something war tomorrow war yeah yeah right and like like I mean he's just continuing to take off yeah. Steve Carell was already like you know like I mean the On office the decline, he was probably. Well, he, <laughs> and like he he's, but he's just done so many different things that like yeah. I just think it's like oh I need to try to have another TV show but like mm-hmm. hey man I Go I can make,
1: at least respect him for it like it's like oh, he yeah. went for a creative thing I think he like f- he was involved in like he was a producer or like he yeah. ended it maybe people are pr- cringing because I don't know what I'm talking about but yeah I think he was involved in like. F- funding and, and producing it yeah sure and like i'll, I'll hey, believe man. you what i'll believe you okay sure and I say it, say it with confidence right yeah. um and i f- like it's just like yeah creative things flop all the time uh, it's just crazy when you have such a like prolific career and yeah then you make something and it's like just not accepted by the yeah. public but so. like i
0: mean you look at someone like like uh, Will Ferrell and his like cameo in, like, what, three episodes of The Office? Yeah. Established comedian, actor, yeah. loved by everyone. People often, like, you either love him or you hate him, right? Yeah. But, like, shows him in The Office and a lot of people think those are the worst episodes ever. Yeah. There's, like, a selection of Will Ferrell fans that think that's the best. Yeah. Did it affect his career? No, not at yeah. all. Because just, just, like, having a flopped comedy probably wouldn't hurt you know the arsenal of steve Corral movies oh, and yeah. tv shows at all it's yeah, just yeah. like whatever i mean it's... aside from the couple million probably that they lost in you know yeah. but but i mean yeah, hey true. how do you really make money off of tv shows anyway nowadays yeah i don't, I don't understand like it's crazy to, th- to think that like you look at like box office movies and how much revenue that generates you know when it's not going direct to dvd like covid times yeah um but uh but like compared to like tv shows because no one's buying dvds now right it's all based off of subscriptions and stuff and that baffles my mind how they make that that you know the money through contracts and you know airing on tv and airing on these different streaming services like
1: that's a very good point because i i feel like we should be seeing more of the ramifications of that decision of Yeah. Like, of, of the arrival of, you know, Netflix, Crave, Disney plus all that jazz. Yeah. So I would, it would be interesting to see like the revenue a- in comparison because yeah, like m- I would say most households have at least one, uh, <coughs> subscription if not two. Yeah. Um, our household, we have maybe two, I think two. Yeah. We just um, do,
0: we just do, well, actually I don't think we have any cause my dad pays for Netflix, okay, family nice. Netflix, family Spotify,
1: and oh... And you all live under the same household, same IP address, right? Exactly. Yeah, We're yeah, yeah.
0: actually all living in the same house. Yeah, And for sure. actually, I lied about that to make my dad feel good. I pay for all of them. We actually pay for... I pay for two <laughs> Netflix accounts. Yep. Okay. Cool. And cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but at... at a friend of mine says that you know
1: his dad pays for all of those. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. Well, when the when the Netflix uh, executives listen to this podcast, they might, um, you know, come Knock audit and... audit you or something. But sure, it's fine. I'll give you eight dollars or whatever it is now. <laughs> Dude, it's like fourteen ninety nine now. It's
0: fourteen ninety nine for nothing. I want to
1: watch. Yeah, except for The Office on repeat. But that's true. That's about the, it.
0: Honestly, the like the the streaming service that I use the most is youtube mm, mm-hmm. honestly that's usually what because everything is i'm either watching like highlights or some you know crossfit vlog or yeah. whatever something Run like that games or something like yeah that. exactly i'm i'm rarely or i'm like renting something for like a couple days or something right. right like i i don't watch i guess we watch prime right but yeah yeah, yeah. that's crazy yeah man but it's uh it's fun and now we're uh now we're in the storage room again. Mm-hmm.
1: It's good to be back.
0: Really for no reason other than um, the fact that it was set up and yeah. ready and waiting for us. This is the podcast room. I just really wanted to be in this beautiful room next to a mattress and a bicycle. <laughs> so just jammed right in here. Sitting on a, on a non-Yeti cooler and uh, recovering from a our first day together doing uh, mayhem pro- programming. Dude. What do you was- think?
1: It was a sick workout. It was uh I was actually coming out of it, kinda of reflecting on it a bit, and uh <clears throat> I felt like it was a full body, like like everything was kind of engaged and like yeah. you know, you can feel points of like not necessarily weakness but of like muscle strain yeah. after a workout. Oh sure. So I'm like walking around after and, and feeling it in like, you know, hamstrings, shoulders, arms. It's nice. Like lower back like calves, like it was like dang we kind of we worked the whole thing today so, yeah yeah it was nice. really happy with the workout um a good uh introduction to the mayhem 60 so
0: yeah it's it's super i think it's i think it's i think that's kind of why we decided to do it because it has exactly what kind of you and i were talking about a couple episodes ago <laughs> um with programming and how um it kind of has everything you know and it's got a great a great site to navigate through. It's got lots of, tons of content. Like um, the Mayhem um, community is known for uh, like ha- like lots of programming like or yeah. like lots of, um, uh, what's the word? Content? Or- he- yeah, heavy on the content side yeah. and heavy on the, the amount of stuff to do uh, in a day. Like it's called Mayhem 60 because you're supposed to be able to work it into that 60 window. But I think definitely, especially if you're two guys in a gym, You know, you're going to, you can definitely spend a good hour and a half, two hours in there if you really wanted to. So it's nice. Break it up. Have some fun. Um, and we got to do, yeah, we got to do a nice deadlift complex Mm -hmm. with cleans and, uh, front squats. We did a kind of heavier back squat work and then a, a, a Metcon of, uh, uh, dumbbell deadlifts and assault bike. And I think we worked it out to, we both did 180 calories in the assault bike throughout the whole entire session. Each.
1: Each. Yeah, yeah it was...
0: Which is a lot on the assault bike if you... It was a uh, burner.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's... One, Yeah, 180 on the assault bike, 360 together. That was... Uh...
0: And that's a, a, what I told you earlier too. Like That's what I'm trying to do with the assault bike is to like... It's so easy to let that thing control you. Everyone's mm. got their... their their vice in the, yeah. in the gym, right. Something that like another one of mine is, is, uh, is uh, thrusters, mm, right. Yeah. Where, which is, you know, a squat with an overhead press in kind of like one continuous motion. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like everyone's got their vice and something that like every time that comes up, you're like, dang it. And I know that with the assault bike, when that comes up in a workout, like I know I can do it, but there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere yeah. like you, it's just, it's just work. Right, you just paddle your feet and throw your arms back and forth, you know, and it's, yeah.
1: and it's it's not like it's not one of those things that you like. If you were, if I was to sit in the gym with you, not sit obviously, but if I was working in the gym yeah. with you and uh, we were doing that workout, let's say, and I stopped. Yeah. And like, did my technically, I guess you could say, assault bike on bro or broken.
0: Yeah. Like what, just. What rest- would you do? What would you do? probably yell at you
1: yeah probably slap me in the face yeah and like, get to work slap me in the ass and yeah. get you going <laughs> but like it's one of those things where it's like once you start yeah what are you gonna do you just go slower which is even more painful well and so.
0: the slower you go it's like yeah if, if you were doing like back squats and you rack it and take a break you're getting rest yeah but with the assault bike unless you stop and then you're gonna get your ass smacked by your you, workout partner yeah unless you stop like the longer it, it, the the intensity is still there because it's relative to a fan moving yeah. right so the slower you go the intensity it, it may be like lessened but the the force that it takes to power the machine is still there so yeah. you're you're just you're just kind of drowning on that thing for longer so it's like it's it's a really good machine to just teach you to just keep hustling yeah, right and for I, sure. so i mm-hmm. i've been like really coming at the mentality with that I every day like do not let this thing get me yeah. Like, and to, uh, that, yeah, just to keep hitting it as hard as I can every time I see that machine so and good. I've seen the results come off, you know, yeah, it's... that's, that's
1: sick, man. Cause I don't have one of those in my gym. So it's, I get, you know, show up to, to the pump house and then I get immersed in, in the assault bike, uh, hell. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun one to suffer through for sure.
0: Well, it's just, it's just good to, good to find, uh. Get to find something that you uh just tell like you're not gonna own me
1: you know yeah, totally
0: and uh mm-hmm. i think that's fun yeah for sure it's a challenge so no it's a really good workout man and i'm really it's kind of fun that we found a programming that we can do together and then yeah. we can throughout the week uh just kind of keep grinding at and for sure uh see see progress and stuff yeah so i think
1: it, the nice thing about today's workout too was there's moments where um you know you see the the benefits of being in the gym with a buddy. Yeah. More than uh, more than others. Yeah. Um, even just like back squats, like I probably wouldn't have hit the weight that I did today, just given the fact that like confidence isn't super high. Sure. Um, and it's also it's always just easier to throw another plate on there when you're with a buddy. Oh yeah. It's like you gotta you kind of have like well he's doing it so I'm gonna do it and like yeah exactly. you have that kind of vice versa so I think. It's just refreshing, and it's a nice boost for the rest of the week to just be like, "Yeah, let's let's hit it hard and and uh, push ourselves a little bit farther." Yeah. Um, and and work a little bit harder as yeah. well, or even just doing the doing the workout faster. So there's there's some benefits there. It
0: just it it just kind of shows that whole team aspect. That's why like, you know, not saying that team sports are easy, but like they're definitely easier when you're when you got like a a group behind you, right? Yeah. Whether in victory or in failure, right? Like you're, you're, you're together, right? Whereas I, I think some of those solo sports or the sports where like specifically right now, the tour de France is going on, right? Mm. And you have this whole team aspect, right? But then there's those days where you get a, a lone rider breaking away. And like for that day, his life is so much harder because instead of being in the, the comfort, the comfort of like the Peloton where you're with your team, you're, you're drafting behind each other, you get all, you know, it's definitely easier to, to, to move together. Yeah. Uh, you're like spending the entire day alone, just grinding. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it just, it's, it really shows how, how, uh, how, how awesome it is to be able to have teammates or, uh, to have people alongside you while you're training or while you're, well you're it's uh, team aspect is 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 awesome and it just shows you what a grind those solo sports are for sure and everything's on you the spotlight's on you like the 100 percent tennis the spotlight is on you the entire time and every mistake is is you know it's yours to lose right the the game so no i think that's uh it's yeah it's cool man i i i I dig the team aspect it's super fun
1: yeah for sure that's Something I've been craving with, with COVID being, uh, you know, in effect yeah um, in our province. it's uh be good to to get back into those team sports and, oh, and yeah. feel that camaraderie. But it's nice to be able to do that in, in you know, the gym as well.
0: Oh, dude, um, I'm, so, I'm so excited to get be able to get Look at this gear. Besides, we got all these soccer balls. got the Abbotsford Athletic. Uh, we were both
1: sporting the uh, Abbotsford Athletic hats.
0: The Abbotsford's best uh, football team. That's right. It's, uh, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to the, the, the thought that we're going to be able to have some, some soccer back in our lives. Yeah. I really hope so.
1: Um, hopefully come September we'll, uh, men's legal we'll shoot up again.
0: Yeah. That'd be really fun, but it's just, it's, it's just, it's fun to get behind a, a group of, uh, lads or, you know, even co-ed, it's so much fun to have yeah. everyone, everyone together, you know, yeah. it's so much easier to, 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 to win or to lose as a as a team for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's
1: it's just fun the camaraderie and and, uh the opportunity to just motivate the boys and go out there and and work hard together and create something. I think that's one of the cool things about collaboration, whether it's in business or in sports, like there's this like beautiful moment where it all clicks. Yeah. And usually that's like, you know, the highlight reels of like this Guy on the American football field sprinting as fast as he can and lunging for the ball that the quarterback threw beautifully, or yeah. or you know, seventeen passes all together weaving through people's legs and yeah. you know the goalie's arms, and then boom, like there's a highlight reel for for uh, for soccer, but yeah, yeah, I think it's just it's fun, it's fun to create those moments and to and to celebrate your teammates when they do that. And when you, you obtain like success together. Yeah. I think it's the same in, in the gym too. Like, I don't know when I see, it gets me fired up when I see you do something that I'm like, dang, dude, that's like, that's legit. I know how hard that is. And I know how much you've worked to be able to pull that off. Sure. Whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And it's like, gets me fired up. And it's, I think it's the same thing. Like, it's just, in a sense we are teammates in one unified goal as much as it is an independent sport it's like yeah we're we're here together putting in the work so i i'm yeah putting me, in the work for side. the long run absolutely yeah. well and it's like dude every friend wants uh wants his buddy around for a long time and, oh, and yeah. wants to chase the same things together so it's just uh putting in those putting those hours in for for friendship for Family for far futures. Yeah, absolutely. Triple F bro. Friendship family future.
0: Triple F. I love that man. <laughs> um, do you know how I've also been looking at the uh looking to technology for my future? Tell um, me about it. I do know so I've been exper- experimenting with um the hardest hardest thing ever is to wear a watch when I'm sleeping. Oh. But I've been wearing my the, the I've been messing with the the sleep function on the Apple watch cool yeah and uh which has been kind of cool I mean it's so basic compared to some of the other more uh advanced um you know heart rate monitors and stuff that can kind of that track sleep and stuff it doesn't like, really would give that
1: you be like whoop, whoop
0: yeah, yeah whoop strap and stuff they give you a lot more data mm-hmm. and you know in terms of your strain and, and you know how much recovery you get but at least it's like I have a goal of seven hours mm-hmm. and it tells me if I've got that goal, it reminds me to go to bed. It, sh- it basically puts my, my, my watch in like a sleep mode because like that's one of the biggest things for me is with the, with all the lights that I, even when I'm, when I'm asleep, you know, I, I can't have, because of my job, I can't have my phone on silent. So I don't turn my phone off. I don't put it on do not disturb. But I know that my brain's able to receive the, the light when it flashes on my bedside table. Even if it's like, they say, even if it's flipped up, like, the, the the light that comes from like un- the side of your case, your mm-hmm. body your brain can still read. So anyway, with the watch I'm able to put that all into like a dark mode that's still gonna notify me and wake me up in an emergency right um, But anyway, I've been tra- I've been using the sleep tracker and it's been really neat to kind of see like where my heart rate spikes and how like it kind of gradually, uh goes up towards like it actually it's just reassurance of my heart rate yeah. and like how low my heart rate gets and stuff so which has been really which has been really neat.
1: So how far does your heart rate drop on like a on an it, average night?
0: I think it like I think I'm going down to like low forties. Okay. You know, um and <laughs> it's really interesting. So one of the first nights I tried it actually. Um the next morning I re- I had this weird memory that I woke up like suddenly um and I, I didn't really know what that was all about. When I woke up and then I was looking at the app, um, I'm just going to pull it up and it was like, there's this weird spike in the middle of the night and I was chatting with Emma about it and she had uh, it went from like 49, 48, 47 and all of a sudden like 89 and then Whoa. back down. I was like, what was that? And she's like, and then I remembered Emma in the middle of the night yelled." gun gun there's gunfire and i like shot up to the window because i'm all you know papa bear gonna go you know shoot whoever's in the front yard yeah and like and i remember i went back to sleep quite quick but like i'm i'm such a deep sleeper that like i woke up for that like protective moment of like gotta protect my my family and then i like, immediately went back down to sleep and <laughs> in the sleep tracker it goes like immediately back down to like that's funny. 50 beats per minute and then wait down. so
1: did you ever figure out what it was
0: uh, Emma said that there was like a firework. I think it was uh, It was the 4th the fourth of, July. of July. Oh, yeah. okay. Which actually, you know, it was weird. It was the 3rd of July, or the 2nd of July. So like, oh. I, I felt like the fireworks down here, because we're so close to the border, have been going on since like July 1st, but not for Canada Day, like after that. So it's like July 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and 5th. There are people, people are like, oh shoot, COVID, I forgot what day it was. And then, they, <laughs> So I, it was like a pre 4th of July fireworks that, uh, that Emma thought was like in you know, the middle
1: of the night or like,
0: I, I think it was like around like 1130 or so. So, oh, okay. but I guess because mm-hmm. the borders directly south, they got that half an hour time difference, you know? Oh yeah,
1: for sure. For so, sure. but <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it did is super funny. I, I, that
1: is funny.
0: I totally didn't know what she was or what, what had happened. And then I, when I thought about it, I was like, ah, yeah, that's a, that's that's my heart that's my heart rate pumping because <laughs> got someone in the front yard, you know, spraying the house with gunfire. Wow. Or, or so Emma thought. So Yeah. But yeah, man, it's been really kind talk of talk
1: about rude awakenings.
0: Oh, dude, that's, absolutely. That's funny. Speaking of uh rude awakenings, man.
1: Uh oh. I, I love your segues. I have no idea what you're about to say. <laughs>
0: dude, I'm I'm really <laughs> curious about um, about your your recent plunge into the the, the business life of A Airbnb host, and my tie to rude awakenings is: Have you ever um, been a guest or a host of an Airbnb and had a rude awakening?
1: Wow, Uh, there's a lot in there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's a really I would say the craziest thing that happened to me at an Airbnb. It was about. Trying to think how this happened now. So my wife might uh, might correct me, but um,
0: that's for the corrections and apologies in the next yeah,
1: podcast. Yeah, well, I'll I'll make sure to shout it out next time if I get this wrong. But um, <laughs> how to lose credibility before you start a story? Yeah, <laughs> this is
0: wrong. <laughs> but
1: um, so we're. I believe finished a you semester say. of I finished a semester of business school. And for kind of a reward, we, we booked into uh Gastown, Airbnb and Gastown. Oh yeah. It was one of those classic, uh, uh, brick, you know, old buildings right on the strip there. Oh yeah. And, uh, and so literally we are sitting in our Airbnb and I hear this loud, like it sounded like a gunshot. Yeah. So I was like, what the flip is that? So I went into protective mode too. And then was like, I'm Good. just gonna kinda check this out. Did someone just get shot up in the hallway or what? Yeah. And then all of a sudden I hear this like hissing, and I'm like, So it's either a snake or a gun, or I'm <laughs> confused. So I open the door, walk down the hallway, and all of a sudden there's just water pouring out of the ceiling. Oh my god. Like, what the flip? And then sure enough, it's just like creeping over down the carpet. Oh gosh. I'm like, okay. So I run back into the into the room that we were renting out. Yeah. I was like, all right, Annie. We need to go grab whatever you really care about. Leave the rest. Let's Jeez. go for dinner or go stand outside or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, go, the whole
0: place erupt.
1: Go down there, and uh, we assumed it was a fire at the time, so yeah. we were just get out quick. And uh, it's cool because there was really nothing to grab, which shows you. Uh, yeah, we just didn't, didn't. You know, most people think like. When you're in a fire, what is the first thing you grab? And I was like, go get my wife and let's get out of here. Yeah, so, dude, important things. So uh, anyways, took the stairs. It's a pro tip if yeah. you're ever in that situation. <laughs> Smart. Um, and then sure enough, firefighters showed up. And by this time, like, water's pouring onto the street. We're like, oh, frick. Like, this is, this got insane. And we were staying above the Lululemon, like, oh. labs. Yeah, Or yeah. whatever that is on Gastown. Fully flooded. Um, anyways, all that, all that said, long story short, we, uh, basically there just a sprinkler popped and so oh, that just, was it just flooded the, the, Gosh. whatever, the eight story. Wall. So that was that big bang or that? Yeah. It was just a pop and then hiss. Oh, man. And, uh, it was, I think it was the floor above us maybe or yeah. two floors above us, but like I could hear it, which was oh, crazy. Man. But water damage, man. And then, yeah, brutal. it just slowed down, but literally it stopped like a foot from our door. Wow. So So you were able to just go back in? No. We went for dinner and most people moved out, but we just stayed an extra night. Wow. I like called the host and was just like, Hey, just so you know, this happened. He's like, yeah, we had a few other units in the building. We're totally screwed. Like, are you good? We're like, yeah, we're good. Wow. He's like, okay, cool. Enjoy your stay. <laughs> Relax. <Wow. like>,
0: <laughs> dude. See, that's the thing. He, that's a host keeping this cool.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, right? he was he was very tense on the phone, but I was just like, I was trying to stay low profile. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. It's all good.
0: He'll give you a five star review. I wanted a
1: discount, but he didn't give it to me. So. Yeah, I was. Figured was he had great. another uh, another couple other things going on. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. He's probably not you know willing to shave some money off when he's
1: yeah just looking like at a full Reno so. Wow,
0: dude. Yeah, that is a, a rude awakening. Absolutely. Um, yeah. well, man, tell me about it though. I'm, 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 I'm curious. How's, uh, how's the, uh, how's the initial experience been? Um, cause you guys, you guys made the decision to, to
1: Airbnb, uh, your, your basement suite, correct? That's right, man. Yeah. So we, we, we bought our house in November, uh, and, uh, basically the, the upstairs was real, like renovated relatively nicely. Yeah. Downstairs was like thrown together last minute. I can vouch for that. Yeah. You saw it firsthand. So, um, so we basically just looked at our, at that space and talked it through with, you know, a different couple different options. Mm Uh, essentially there was two decisions. It was like, do, do we just find a renter and put a hot plate in there and paint the walls a bit and like good to go. Or do we like dive into a, a long renovation and try to like kill it at the spruce it up at the Airbnb game? Yeah. Um, but we could have got a renter probably as is, maybe eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, with the with the rental market right now, so it would have been okay. Um, but yeah, we we chose the the creative option. We chose the kind of the uh, creative expression to do the place up. It ended up being a four month reno um, of like part of a part time reno, which was just insane. Many, yeah, many yeah. hours down there, lots of dollars. Um, but at the end of the day, it was just kind of let's take a risk. Let's yeah. have some fun while we're young and, and become hotel managers and, and uh, kind of try out a platform that I've always been curious about. So, yeah,
0: but it's really it's it. you really kind of have to do one or the other. Of course, you can renovate a basement suite that you're going to rent, but you're not putting the same flair, I guess, on, uh, on that place as a furnished Airbnb, you know, because, but I, I guess you kind of got to think about it and I'm curious to know kind of your thought process behind that, but like the, the initial startup of that reno compared to the revenue that you may be able to acquire, you know, as opposed to if you were just going to, like you said, as is maybe do a couple hundred bucks in paint yeah. and, you know, get 800 bucks flat a month and, and be stuck with a
1: renter for two years at that rate. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, there's so many, there's so, so many things that came into the decision. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I would say the main things, um, were, we wanted that creative outlet. Uh, we wanted to have fun with it. Like at the end of the day, like it, it's just going to be more fun to just sure. try it out. Just see what the market says. Once you, you curate this beautiful, what we think is beautiful space. Yeah. You do the full renovation, you, you know, um, put a, put a bunch of dollars in it and just see how the market responds. Sure. Um, and design it in a specific way and try to make a statement and try to yeah. bring guests in um and brand it and all that stuff like it was just a lot a big learning curve lots of fun experiences yeah um and and lots of good memories with my wife too like I wanted a reno but it was a perfect like when we bought our house I wanted to do a renovation but it was the perfect kind of blend of like uh, we still had our space to escape oh, to. Oh yeah, dude,
0: yeah. <laughs> a reno where you can—it's like the dream reno, Yeah. Right. You can still actually have a bed. Like that's that's why I'm so uh, like dreading putting all our we're do flooring in the entire top floor of our house right now. Right. Right. But I know that like if I want that continuous beautiful layout, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and you know have a good portion of time. You know where I work in the evenings and have the entire upstairs just ripped apart, yeah. Because I tell you, I got lots of squeaky floors in this place, so yep. there's gonna be a lot of work. It's not just simply slap down some new floor, call it a day,
1: yeah, for so sure.
0: I'm gonna for do it sure. right. So, no, that's yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it worked out for you guys to be able to have you know get that project, but, yeah. Uh,
1: and the other pillar, too, like that we considered, um, is the chance at increased income, like mm-hmm. the reality of like fixed versus variable income. Your fixed income would be, you know, your rental, like you lock in $1,100 or you lock in a thousand dollars for your space every month for at least a year. And then if you do month to month after that, then sure. Um, relatively no work. Uh, but you know, you're kind of locking in and putting a ceiling on your earnings. Um, so the thing that we kind of looked at was. You know the benefits are you maintain your space, um, you ma- maintain control of your space, which yeah. is important, um, and then you have the chance to make extreme amounts of money. Yeah, I mean not. I mean that's billions. It's relative. You're, you're rolling, actually You're leader, rolling in it yeah. right now. But no, I mean, I mean the reality is like pulling up in when that you, Bugatti. When you rent a place like for a hundred dollars a night. Essentially, if you're you if you would rent that at a monthly fee for a thousand, like you only have to rent it ten months, then you have your space for twenty nights. Yeah. Having said that, you also have the opportunity to rent it twenty nights if you gain traction and and good reviews and sure. become a super host and people like you and come back. Dude, you know what? Or the, longer stays. What's the like? What does
0: like super host mean? Do you like? Are you familiar? Like, does he, do you get like a little badge and a little like a, like what does it give you? Are there pri- I I think I think if they're gonna claim that you get you're a super host, you should get like a care package with a little like little muffins and all that. You should get like a free Airbnb car, free free uh, flights or like five night stay in any Airbnb worldwide. One of the what four million Airbnbs worldwide or or four billion or something yeah. like, that. like there's a there's,
1: I think there's 7 million yeah. Airbnbs. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's 7 million. So. Which is just wild. So if you want to become a super host, you have to, um, yeah, you have to have done 10 trips of your own. Oh, really? At Airbnbs. You have to have, uh, yeah, three reservations at 100 nights. You have to rent your place out for 100 nights. Wow, okay. Um, and maintain a 1% cancellation rate. And then your response rate has to be good as well. Maintain a 4.8 overall rating. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah, that's
0: hard. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's your one bad review away from... Oh, yeah. You know, uh, and... Which would...
1: That would be crazy. But, yeah, I think, like, at the end of the day, like, the variable income was the the kicker. Because, I mean, we... If you can, you know, make your home work for you to the point where you're making two grand instead of one grand... And you put in four months, like... Our break even points like 10 months. So mm. we're, we, the one thing that we did, which, um, you know, worked out brilliantly for us is we built the Airbnb, we staged it all. We got professional photographers in and we created a brand and then we rolled it out to the public. Yeah. But in order for that to gain traction and to start booking out, we didn't want to just launch it on Airbnb and then wait. Yeah. We, uh, put it on the market and booked off the two first two months and then we had a temporary just two month renter nice a good tester who was a connection of ours who just needed a place to crash yeah so he came in we gave him a good good rate and lived in the space and then he moved out we had six days we just kind of restaged it got it all prepped and then literally yesterday our first airbnb guest arrived wow
0: so this is fresh.
1: Yeah. And we literally, you get paid. It's
0: crazy that we're talking about this right now. Yeah, It's dude. like, it's just, it's so perfect. It's and the perfect time. S- and so
1: many months of prep and consideration and talking about the little details. Like, make no mistake, this is a legitimate business. Like, there's a lot that goes into this thing. Sure, it's, yeah. Uh, it's not
0: just putting up a room on on, on well, I mean, people yeah. do that.
1: People do that and they, like totally fail i mean like failing is relative because it's like oh i rented my place out for sure five nights but like to give you to give you uh, kind of an update on how our airbnb business is going we literally have booked we booked the first four months solid like not even one night is like stayable that's not a word but i like it Stayable. Just there checked it up in Webster's and yeah. it's un, it's Mar- under...
0: Yeah. Marion says it's cool. Stayable, not available to be <laughs> stayed in any nights in an Airbnb. There it's actually a quote directly for Airbnb, so
1: you're good. From the Mighty Men podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's been a huge success. I mean, the market has told us, hey, you are priced too low. And that was our kind of business model going into it is we wanted to get those reviews and get people through the door. Um, and we, man, we got our first check today, um, uh-huh. from Airbnb. So that was a man, surreal moment for sure. That's cool. To see that money come in after months of work. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a really fun, uh, experience and really, really cool business. And it's kind of fun to be, you know, involved on the front line of like a, a cutting edge service. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, there's, So there's 2.9 million hosts out there right now. Yeah. And 7 million listings. Yeah, that's insane. So, you know, take that Fairmont. I know. Take that Hilton.
0: Well, yeah. And even comparable things like I know when we were, uh, we stayed our entire uh, honeymoon in Airbnb. Yeah. uh, In Iceland. And number one being so easy to to use, yeah. right, and to find spaces all over. Mind you, it was very difficult to book because we booked like quite late summer, and our our wedding was in August. Right. And we literally went like three days after our our wedding. We flew to um, to Iceland for eight days. Right. Right. So we we had like a really close. Like we did not have to leave a lot of room for booking, but we still managed to get you know eight nights didn't have to sleep in a car once nice. which is pr- pretty good for on a honeymoon today, yeah so sure. in a car <laughs> for sure um but that said and like you've done that before right yeah well we we yeah for for a honeymoon no for a honeymoon. okay because i was like i was like just i don't remember in, going on a honeymoon together dude we have done that absolutely um but no you know what i uh actually dude we we 100% have done now that. you remember now you're, i remember like, What's well i was like, like i about? was like when did we go on a honeymoon together man i thought i would <laughs> remember that But that's true in Oregon. All four of us. Oh, that was that was the I would say the best and and most memorable road trip (laughs) night of my life. Yeah. Coming into uh, Newport Beach area, Oregon together uh, as uh, two couples uh, getting to the gate of our campsite and realizing (laughs) it's closed and we couldn't we couldn't even get our our car through the gate. Because we pulled up at like two a. I don't even know what we were thinking. Two a. m. But I'm yeah. sure that I read that we were able to come through, come in late. Yeah, but there was
1: some sort of mix up there. Miss check we tried, in. I think we tried to call them and they were. They didn't answer their phone. Or I mean,
0: if it's two I m. I wouldn't want to. Answer no, before my phone. though. I think. Oh, like on the way. I,
1: I thought we tried to call them, but or mess or email them or something. Yeah, email
0: because I yeah I'm not gonna take that international yeah. call. So
1: that it was hilarious. I remember we were peering through the window, like, does it say our campsite on the wall? Maybe yeah. we could just walk in. Yeah, I know. And then right? we just decided to just,
0: well, and then we drove around ah. looking, oh, yeah. we asked like three motels, like, because you... we were like, it was 2am, we got two really tired uh, women with us. Yeah. Our wives and, uh, I just have to clarify that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't just pick up two random women. <laughs> um, it's good to clarify. Yeah. And, uh and so we were driving around and we just got like, both of them are so tired. We're all tired. So we're like, we'll just rent a motel for like five, like five hours yeah. and whatever. Everywhere was booked. Because there was
1: like a solar eclipse or something? <laughs> something I I know. Know. It's it's like that. like Yeah, they like booked that. up
0: for that big, yeah, it was, it was that big solar flare or whatever. Yeah. And so we ended up just, we pulled up to this sweet lookout Uh, all reclined our chairs back (laughs) and caught like probably a couple hours just chilling in the car. I remember waking up at like 4 a.m. to like blaring sun and we were all (laughs) kind of like... sunrise. Like, oh, we just really... What's the coffee place? Um, Oh. Down there. Dang, what's it called? Dutch Bros. Dutch Bros. We were just all dreaming of Dutch Bros. So it was like 6 a.m. We're like, okay, well, I guess we'll go to Dutch Bros. Oh, man. Memorable. Good times. Good times. That said, man, Airbnb, if we had done an Airbnb in that case. Um, It's like the interface is so easy to use. And I remember out of our entire honeymoon, we had one that was a VRBO, which is what I would say the most comparable, you know, type of dealio um, to Airbnb. And, but I just find that like, it's based to me, it's based off of like those hotels sites, whereas like Airbnb, like it's just so easy to see, uh, to, communicate with a host instead of like when i'm with an airbnb i feel like i'm or a vrbo i feel like i'm talking to hotel management Mm -hmm. and it's just so much less personal and i just love that about the airbnb thing is that you're direct and i think that's like one of the best pieces of advice that i can give to someone wanting to start an airbnb uh from a from a guest perspective is like reach out be friendly from the beginning, right? Like be like put, put time and effort. Like you said, like this is a job. Realize that you're going to like your revenue is based on what people think of you. Like you can have a really great space, but if you're a jerk, yeah. They, it doesn't matter if you have an 80-inch flat plasma flat screen and you put, you know, Fruit Loops in, you know, for every morning and, yeah. and have your dog come down and bring them coffee. If you're a jerk, you're yeah. going to get a bad review totally. or you're not going to – or it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back to bite you in the ass.
1: And even one of the things I was thinking about yesterday too was like you can even sense the mood of a household too. Oh, yeah. And like I don't know. Like I've had that where it's like the space is nice. You show up to the space and you're like looking through it and you're like, wow, like good finishes, great options, like considerate like touches around the space. But like you just kind of feel the mood of the household. Yeah. I don't know if other people can identify with that, but it's like, you just feel like, ah, this place is like, there's some unrest or like, yeah whether it's like spiritual or like.
0: Even just just, the vibe of like your host, especially in a place like you guys, that you guys live right above. Right. Yeah. You know, it changes your the way that, you know, that you guys act and stuff. Yeah. Right. You know, so no, absolutely. I, I, I definitely, I definitely know what you mean for that. Yeah. I, I, we've had, we had a couple experiences on that trip where, where we had like some amazing hosts. I remember it was like one of our, like our third night. And I think I talked to the, ho- the hope I spent, Emma and I spent more time with the host and his wife, than we did just like, Hanging out in our room because they had like a sweet couple of dogs and we were just chilling with the guy and I felt yeah. like we were just like staying at like a, like it felt just more like we had knocked on someone's door and asked them for a, if there's any room in the inn. Yeah. we were just like you totally. know ha, ha, you know and but then we've had the opposite where you showed up and I we didn't see the host once and we felt like we were in
1: a hostel. Yeah. Right and it's just like you know it's just a but different vibe. It totally depends on like, I mean even I mean in my infant relationship with with Airbnb like you have. People who are using the service for different things. Yeah. And so you have to kind of cater to both and keep that in mind. Like, for some people, it's they literally like they're local, but they just need a place to crash for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, and then some people, it's like they're coming into town, they don't know anybody, they need recommendations, they, you know, they want that friendly touch because it's a part of their experience. Oh, well, for sure. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, uh, it's important to, to kind of read the room in a sense and like read the guests. Cause most of the time they'll tell you what they're traveling for. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um,
0: Some people just want to be left alone. Yeah. And right. I'm kind of
1: that type, like where it's like, if I'm, if I don't need anything, you won't hear from me. Yeah. So i just like, that's, that said, I should also say like, if it's, if it's organic, like meeting, I'm totally, I've interacted with so many of my hosts and it's been like, it's made the trip better. Yeah, like we were just in uh, Squamish um, a while ago, and uh, we were getting all sorts of like all these recommendations from the couple, and they, you could just you know you wake up to to them playing upstairs with their daughter, do- young daughter, and it's yeah. just like this. The mood of the household itself was just like it felt good, it felt natural, and and when you talk to the guest like or to the host, they look you in the eye there they're just like excited to see you and you can tell they're just like having fun. Yeah. Um. And, and I think that, that translates for sure. And that's kind of what I, what I mean when I say like you can sense like the, the mood of the space. It's like, yeah, the, the finishing touches, the, you know, the, the small little experiences, even if it's just like a sound coming from the shared space or whatever, it's like, it's uh. it's important for sure. And oh, it's interesting, sure. like, I don't know if you know this about Airbnb, but think it's like 14 years old. Um, and it's funny. So the very, very brief overview is Brian Chesky started it, um, with a co-founder and it came from like, there was this huge convention in San Francisco. They, um, basically were strapped for cash, couldn't pay for rent next month. They're like, man, who, like, how are we going to make money? Yeah, And, uh, somehow I, again, this, i forget a little bit about the story, but this is the quick overview. Essentially, they were like, well, like, there's this big, big convention. There's no rooms in the inn, essentially, in all of San Francisco. Um, why don't we just start, like, hosting people in our place Yeah. to help pay for our rent? Because we got space and we got air mattresses. Yeah. So I think they had three air mattresses for the convention, wow. hosted the guys, made a breakfast, put a little partition up or something. Immediately super hosts. And they, exactly. And then they they're like, wow, we should kind of do this. This sounds great. Yeah. Um, and, but then they kind of got caught up with the business um, and it wouldn't gain traction. People were scared of why would I share my home? Why would I go? Like, cause Airbnb, you can rent a room as well. Right. Yeah. It's like, I don't trust those people. I haven't got a background check. I don't know who they are.
0: Everyone thinks everyone's um, a serial killer.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, as the, you know, the new generation rises up and we, we kind of think the best of people we, you know, we're getting used to sharing things like, yeah. you know, sharing cars, sharing homes, sharing. Tools. Oh, there's like,
0: there's those even like couch surfing apps or yeah. websites as well, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's the
1: next level. But the big thing that they got hung up on was the pictures. Oh, really? Um, they did not, essentially, the, the business shifted and it started to boom. After they actually sent professional photographers to the first Airbnbs around the United States, the top cities that they started in, because people were just taking the shittiest photos. And like no one wanted to stay there. And it's like this terrible brand image because it's like the big fault was you have Jimmy over in San Francisco taking a photo and the photo's angled and he's taking it with his like point and shoot digital camera or his like you know, his razor and he's like clipping some photos and sends them up. They're super blurry. They're dark. They're gross. Like, yeah. and so no, obviously it doesn't look appealing. yeah, exactly. Post a picture of himself smiling with his thumb up. And yeah. It's like, nah. yeah. But, and then eventually, so that what they did is they literally, the founders took this, this, uh, dude who like pro- pro- professional photographer Yeah. and just, they toured around to the first Airbnbs and started taking professional photos and providing them to the customers. And then they would upload them. Wow. And then it just boomed. After yeah. That. And it's just kind of interesting. It's and just that's,
0: professionalism, right? Yeah. You know, like you're, they're, they're signing their name to their craft. They're, ex, they're, you know, taking you on as a client as, yeah. you know, part of their business. And, sure. you know, it's, yeah, it's ugly. It's, it's who wants to use a website full of people's dirty photos. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, you can even tell, like, when you're on Airbnb, who's taking them on their cell phone and who's getting them out, like, outsourcing them to professionals. Yeah. Um, what photos are actually edited and planned out. So we got, um, we got,
0: uh... And there's a review process behind it, correct? Like, in terms of, like, they're not just going to let you post your dog's, you know, dog doghouse, yeah, you the know, for $300 a month. And- I've
1: seen stuff, like that's equivalent to that in Abbotsford, but oh, wow. like sheds with a bed for 30 bucks or something like that, Yikes. which is like crazy. But, um, yeah, there's a, there's a, like a review process and they have to like vet you as well. Yeah. Like there, you have to verify yourself. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't think it, it is what it once was. Like it's a lot easier now to be a host. Oh, interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool experience. Um, and it's cool that like you know, that was the deciding factor and the thing that saved their business is like bringing that professionalism to, that's their, really cool. to the platform. Yeah. And that's something that I tried to emulate too, like spending the money, shelling the money out for professional photos and yeah, making the brand stick. And, um, yeah. So, Dude, that's awesome. so far so good. And, uh, we'll well, it's see. cool to hear
0: that you're kind of booked up. Yeah. So what you're saying is I can't, come over and sleep the next two I need Tuesday to Friday in four months
1: in four months yeah you might
0: okay you might sweet be because hopefully my dog's having puppies I need somewhere to have those puppies
1: oh so is well,
0: that does no, that fit with no, the contract no Animals. Bro. oh shoot Sorry. okay uh, I'll find <laughs> I'll find that shed that, Yeah. That go, send go look me that the shed. link <laughs> I will. it's probably a super host <laughs> for sure so is your goal uh would you guys want to is the the goal of uh to be a super host soon down the road,
1: um, like I'm not, I'm not too hung up on that. I mean, yeah. for sure, if it works out. Yeah. But I think we're we're genuinely just look looking for feedback. Um, if someone does have like serious feedback on like, hey, you you overlooked this portion of your Airbnb and yeah. we didn't like that, like that might shoot us in the foot a bit with the Superhost kind of goal. I think we're just really looking to, you know, increase our our aptitude or our, uh, ability as hosts yeah. in general. Uh, cause I don't think this will be our last Airbnb. Sure. Um, it's only going to get easier from here too. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I would say like my, obviously my goal is to make money and pay for my mortgage. But I, I think at the end of the day, like, um, I want to meet people. I want to, you know, provide, uh, provide, guests with, uh, the resources to, to stay well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I want, I want to, uh, kind of go down this road in a new venture with my wife cause it's been a lot of fun to date. So oh, sure. Yeah. But yeah, I would say like my three biggest, um, pieces of advice for Airbnb hosts or people who would consider it, uh, definitely professional photos. I can't stress that enough. Like, If you're going to spend money on renovations and you're going to bring a space to the world and then the conduit that you bring it to the world in is like your own making and you don't know what you're doing, like rethink your, your approach because people can look at your space, your page on Airbnb for five seconds or less. Or they look at that first photo and it's like initial contact, yeah. Nah, like breeze past it or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, So yeah, that's that would be my first thing. Uh, Second piece of advice, I have many, but second piece of advice would be, don't price yourself too low. Mm. And that's kind of a surprise that I had was, uh, my thought was price yourself low, get all the guests in, yeah, and then get all the reviews, and then raise the rent and good to go. Yeah. but, and then you're, you know, you're more efficient, quicker, like yeah. you get up to speed quicker because sure. reviews are everything. Sure. We've had no problem booking with no reviews. Airbnb does put that new, oh, yeah. you know, comment there. so people yeah. know that it's not just been sitting with no stays. Um, sure. However, uh, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens on Airbnb too. Like the the, the creeps have found this the place too. Um, I heard a story of someone in Abbotsford who was renting their place and they finished and went to go clean it up. And there was literally like eight by 11 or eight by 12, whatever pieces of paper all over the unit with like swastikas all over it. It's like <laughs> written over and over and over and over again, like oh. a bunch of them. It's like, what? And like, I've heard stories of like, you know, some inappropriate, you know, guests of the the guest, original guest, uh, uh, with, you know, sexual kind of weird things, experiences and uh, people trying to rent out the place to, to you know, wow. do that. And so I would say, like, people will pay for it if you bring them a good product. Sure. Don't worry. Don't try to be the cheapest. Yeah, um, no, for sure. And at the end of the day. And then, yeah, with that clipped onto that, I would say two night minimum is essential because you'll avoid that crowd right away. You know, get get away from the hosers. Yeah, for sure. for sure. And then the third one would be automation, uh, of your check-in and check-out. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like, like get like a get robot in some of yeah.
0: welcome to the harder residence. yeah
1: I would say like automation is key. Cause then like, I don't have to be there for anything. I mean, most Airbnb hosts have figured this out. Like sure. get keypad entries. Yeah. But on top of that, the Yale and nest lock oh Um, yeah are crucial it's like a combo yeah uh, or collaboration between the two and uh that's been a huge blessing just because i have kind of an understanding of who's coming when and the passcodes can be changed from my phone and uh and I get notifications when it's open and when it's closed, and can lock it from any place just in case they left without locking the door, and I'm not home, I'm on vacation or whatever. Yeah. Um, kind of keeps keeps in touch. That's tight. With the, with the space a bit more. Um, so definitely a big tip. They're expensive, but worthwhile. But
0: worthwhile, and and that's in the end of the end of the day, it's your space, right? And that's yeah. the thing is, it's not. It's not theirs. they're yeah. they're temporary, right? Like and you have all control to remove you know someone from your space at the end of the yeah. day. So the nice thing is you know you, you want to keep it secure. I, I think that's totally great, man. I I, uh, I don't have, you know, obviously our house is not an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. So my thoughts are all from a guest point of view, right. But I thought I can maybe bring three things for a host. Um, and, uh, from that guest perspective, I wrote down, so I, I, I wrote down, um, my, my number one thing, uh, would be to be honest. And by that, I mean like, like people, people really appreciate honesty when there's like weird quirky things with your place or, or just like, like not that you fell short, but just people want to know. People can sense when you're bullshitting them, right? Yeah, for sure. And you're trying to make make things better than they are. So just like come at it with like the on, the honesty of like you love the space. You think you know like you think it's you know everything's rad about it, right? But also like accept that you know like something may be funny, like you know like ah oh, you know the the bedroom lights uh, you got when you're giving them the tour. Uh, you know, this one turns that, those lights off, but if you don't have that on, it doesn't turn the fan. You know what I mean? Like, I just think like being genuine and honest about yeah. things, like people are going to appreciate that more than like, dang, the bathroom fan doesn't work, you know? And yeah. they never told me about that. They said everything worked or they told me they were going to have a coffee machine, but it's broken. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, obviously, we're, we're all human. We can't, we can't fix everything, especially when you like you guys, you're going to have quick to- turnover and stuff, right? Yeah, stuff may. Sure. So I think that's, uh,
1: that I think that's from- key. I that that's does that come from an experience at all, or
0: I? We had one uh, Airbnb that we stayed at um, in Iceland that we th- we definitely thought we were staying in like a private room, and uh, we ended up getting a private room at the end of it. But it was a, it was a sweet like horse farm type of deal. Okay. Um, but I remember we got there, and I thought we were staying at like a like a cottage sp- space, and it was definitely a hostel. And it was definitely not worded. It was definitely worded less of, like, private room and more of, like, you know, stay at an experience on a horse farm. And we got there and it was, like, oh, we're sharing a – like, who wants to share a kitchen with a bunch of weirdos on your honeymoon? Yeah. Not me. I I, I, I don't – that's not my intention, right? Yeah. So – so that was definitely, that sucks. right? And I All just like, I would appreciate, you. yeah, it was just false, right? Yeah. Don't like, don't promise big things and, and fall short. It's better to, it's better to, you know, like be honest up front and have people be blown away by how awesome it really is, right? Yeah. You know, obviously be prepared, but you yeah, know, for still, sure, still be honest. Um, uh, another, another one that I really, really liked and that's maybe just cause I love, coming from this someone that it's like uh, uh love I love gifts and stuff right like uh like the care package sometimes that people provide right even if it's something dumb, as dumb as like soap or yeah. like a bag, like some coffee, right, or something like that. Like I think that's huge, especially yeah. when you have that high turnover. Like you got more and more people. You can't cater to someone for two weeks when they're staying, right? you're not going to yeah. bring them a fresh loaf of banana bread every single time. <laughs> As honestly, yeah. that would be awesome, but that's not going to happen, yeah. right? So I think that's key. Like, uh, like you know, little gifts or coffee or or uh, or, or even drinks in the fridge, right? Yeah. I, we had that. Um, uh, every place, every time we've gone to Mexico with my family, the 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 host that we've stayed with for the she's always had like a you know, six pack of like Pacifico in the Ooh. in the fridge, right? And it's just like it's just it's it's not that expensive. You yeah. can really you can write it off, but it yeah. goes a long way when you're like oh wow, like two beers in the fridge is yeah. like oh that's sweet, right? It's not the yeah. you're not spending a buying like a five hundred dollar bottle of wine, right? Yeah, and I think
1: one of the things that uh, it's important to note too. Um, A lot of people have said like, and what, one of the rules that we've adopted is 10% of your nightly cost Mm -hmm. or your 10% of your total cost should go towards the care package. Yeah. If you want to make a good impression, you really want to, you know, get those good reviews. If you're trending towards a super host, like spend the money. Um, I'm not going to necessarily... Uh, disclose the things that we've done. Cause I'm, I'm a big fan of those and I think they're quite creative and I don't necessarily want to show all my cards. Yeah. Um, cause it's a competitive marketplace, but Absolutely. I would say like, make it personal, make it thoughtful. Um, and, and allow it to be something where you can interact with the space. Yeah. And, and when I say space, I mean Abbotsford Yeah. or the surrounding area where it's like, yeah, make it something like a cool brand. Like if you want to leave a, a, a four pack of, field house in there by all means that's a great idea or you know something local something that's a quarter pint of
0: banter ice cream or something yeah
1: totally totally um and i think too like a a guest book is with recommendations is a huge bonus that's really cool we've used those in in cities that we're not familiar with a lot and they've been a lifesaver that's awesome so
0: no, that's awesome man. I, I think my my third one to round it up is is exactly that is 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 be be personal and I think that co- goes a long way with what we've I've experienced in the past of like communication before mm-hmm. right whether that's exactly what you said like stuff or like stuff to do in the area even if the person doesn't really want that yeah. right like it goes a long way even if you're like not into that to hear oh this person at least took the initiative so my, my advice would be like to like to res- to send that email out to not make everything just, like, robotic, yeah. right? And just, like, you booked your dates, okay, see it. Like, actually have communication with the guests beforehand. Yeah. It goes a long way to, like, reach out. And, just you know, I know I, I know that um, we appreciate it so much when somebody says, like, hey, we'll see, you, you know, like, we'll see, excited for you guys to get here in a week. Everything will be ready for you. Even as yeah. simple as a little message that stuff's going to be ready or keys under the mat, not just, like, you know, an automated thing that's just, like, you know, here's the code and nothing else. Yeah. Right. Like make that connection. I yeah, think I, sure. you know, the, even, even the people that don't want that, they, they, it's still appreciated. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you get the vibe that they want to be left alone, then Hey, you sh-
1: and yeah, for sure. I would user. say, I think that's, it's a really good note. Um, the, the space is, it's probably about half the battle, maybe just over half the battle. Yeah. Um, the, the latter half where you really make the impact and the impression is, your personality and your approach to hosting. Yeah. Um, that's where you really, you know, you captivate those, those good reviews. And, and yeah. So, so. And
0: I think that like that translates to all parts of business and life and stuff. It's like yeah. the product <clears throat> is half of it, right? It's about how it's delivered and how, how you present yourself is, mm-hmm. is just as, is just as key and important. Yeah. Right. And um, if you fail at that, you're, you're not bringing your full you Know your full deck to the table, right? You're, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, whole ass one thing,
1: well, yeah,
0: you know, don't sure. half ass two things or yeah. five things. So, um, yeah, that's that's sick, man. I love it. Hey, I, you know what, man? Speaking of whole assing things, yeah, did you whole ass your challenge this week, or did Whoa, you, dude? I almost
1: forgot. Um, one thing I will say to wrap up the Airbnb thing, okay, check out. Hazelwood Hollow. Absolutely. Absolutely. The unofficial
0: the unofficial official sponsors of sponsorship, man, is Hazelwood Hollow this week.
1: Check it out and uh, book in a stay and you will not be disappointed. And if the Hazelwood Hollow doesn't float your boat,
0: uh, we just just in Airbnb started uh, hosting the Pump House. <laughs> Thirty bucks a night, you can get your sweat on all night, um, and you know what? Then you can actually go back to the Hazelwood Hollow and uh, shower and shower and act, shower and have a wonderful night's stay. Uh, yeah, cause true. It you know it kind of sucks to sleep on a squat rack, so <laughs> that's true. It's much much nicer to be in a cozy bed. So. Um.
1: That'd be a cool business plan. Tra- traveling executives be- working out air gym, B and yeah. B, B and gym. Except for you, you need all the big businesses to die first. But wow, we'll work it. We'll,
0: we'll, that we'll work, work that out. Yeah, we'll yeah, I it. like that.
1: But as far as the challenge goes.
0: Dude, it's called Jim on the go, but it's J-I-M. And Jim Halpert is our <laughs>
1: mascot. Our mascot. Let's go. That
0: was great. No one could say no to him. It could be $400 a session and he yeah. I, I would take that. <laughs> so I love it. But dude, um, no, I, th- I think that's great, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for you guys and stoked to see kind of more about that.
1: So, yeah. I think sort of teaching me about Airbnb. Dude, now you can start an arbitrage business. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to. It's going to be sick. It's going to be awesome. Um, dude. Uh, yeah. And if you are curious about launching an Airbnb, reach out. Yeah. DM me. Big time. And dude, how did you do on the, on the 52 week challenge?
0: I, I did, dude, I did really well. Um, uh, aside from, cause we had a longer session this week cause we've, it's Thursday. Yeah. Um, two nights. Um, I was working on the gym. Yeah. Posting to the Instagram about what I was doing. Yeah. Realized it was 10 o'clock and Ooh. went, oh, crap. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, but uh, I think the biggest part was um, not a single night did I – like I those nights I posted something, right? But I think the biggest part for me to get out of it was um, not so much um, putting my phone away as we talked about. I don't have the ability to like put my phone on my charger and not worry about it yeah. since, since 9 o'clock. Um, but the big thing for me was like shutting down from social media. Mm. So like, even when, like typically after I come in from the gym, I'll like, grab my phone and, um, do some stretching and kind of chill out and you know, have a, have some food. Um, but it was like fully focused on that, um, recovery point instead mm-hmm. of like social media. Yes. And so from nine o'clock, my phone was still on me. And had, you know, or near to me so I could respond, but it yeah. was not used for social media or for contact. And I think that was like, that was a big, big kicker for me this week. And something I want to continue to do is not to just, because it's so easy to just veg out, yeah. you know, on, yeah. on the phone after nine o'clock, especially when the lights go low and stuff. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, I did pretty good, man. I, I'd That's say, good. I'd say a good 85% um, performance.
1: That's awesome. Man. And how did you how did you feel like as far as was it hard or
0: it, it was more like muscle. Honestly, it was a muscle and everything. It's yeah. like you grab your phone you're like, Oh shoot. Nope. It's not a Put that Instagram away. Yeah. Right. So I, I found myself like constantly kind of catching myself. Yeah. Um, but after like, I don't miss
1: it at all. Yeah. Right. Like, I'd be curious to know if you, uh, like what your screen time was in comparison to last. Week. Yeah,
0: I I bet you I bet you went down because that's probably where a lot of my screen time kind of gets racked up is in that yeah. like eight thirty to ten o'clock range.
1: Right. So Huh. Um, that's cool, man. On yourself though. Okay. Um, yeah, it went good. I. There was one night uh, that I was on my phone, and we were up till one prepping the Airbnb. So it was kind of a work slash. Oh yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of a one of those things. We, we needed to make decisions. We needed to you know research something or that does whatever. Count. So eh, You're in the yeah, green. technically maybe I was working, but yeah, still it wasn't uh, wasn't off by nine. Um, but otherwise, all the other nights were good, and and uh, I did check the screen time app just to see where I was at. Yeah, I think I was. I know I dropped under two hours. Oh yeah. Uh, per day. That's sweet. Which I think is a huge accomplishment because I've, there's been times, weeks where I've been averaging like over three. Yes. Um, I've been kind of working on this for a while now though, so it's, I didn't see a huge, uh, drastic change. Okay. But like I'm, I'm probably averaging before this week, maybe two and a half hours on screen time. So. Okay. So now draw, I think I was like average 149. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, there you go. Mine's down 15% okay. from last week. Dude, that's sick. So, that's big.
1: That's sick. That's I, good. I uh...
0: Only 17 hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah, it's, uh... it's good. It, it was, was a good hard, challenge. though. It was hard. Absolutely. It's hard to get back into it.
0: Well, and it's just a change, right? Yeah. It's a change from normal routine. Yeah, um, for sure. So, um, I got a thought for this week. Okay, hit me. Um, it's going to be... It's gonna be a little bit more of a uh, bodily harm, and <laughs> uh, you gotta tell me if you're up for it. Okay. Um, I've been experimenting uh, with something, um, and I have yet to do it. But I've been experimenting with in the evenings and after our conversation a couple weeks ago about recovery. Yeah. I've been like po- putting that off because knowing that it's actually harming my sleep, and it is the the funnel challenge of uh, cold showers.
1: Ooh. So every night before you go to bed,
0: I was doing that, and I realized that that is harming me right. because it's uh, actually raising my core body temperature. Yeah. So I'm going to propose a before work. I don't know. Do you shower before or after work, or twice a day?
1: Not twice a day. I de-
0: if to me it depends on what bodily fluids from chickens get on me. Right. Like today, I was carrying the compost uh my compost so no no chickens in there but i was carrying my compost from my house to the incinerator yeah and i picked it up and i literally it the the all the juice from the compost went all down my Ooh. right side down my leg into my shoe oh and i'm that's not incredible. kidding i was like wow i i was walk i walked the rest of the way i may have said one or two profanities yeah. or 10 and uh, the entire time, I'm like, I I smell like the uh, the garbage dump. And I had a shower, and it's just in my brain that smell. Like I remember, oh. even as we were working out, I was like, I know I've had a shower since here, and I just smell that
1: smell. Wait, was that today or yesterday? It was today. Okay. That was today. Dang good.
0: I I went. My day went from like being on a high that England made it to the the finals in Euro to yeah. like dumping garbage on myself. <laughs> so. That's
1: amazing.
0: So. I've, I oh, shower, awful. I shower based, I definitely shower once a day. Usually it's twice a day. So yeah, my proposal would be, um, before work, because I don't want to say 6am because sometimes you get up at different days, but yeah. I would say like a, like before the work day starts on a weekend, say before 10 o'clock, um, like I, uh, 30 seconds in, uh, coldest
1: as I can coldest as it can oh she and i don't depend on the different households too probably yeah um yeah for that sure let's try it let's
0: so try i it. i'd say yeah the rules are um you can do it like after you're like what i've been doing is i've been having my shower and then going cold turkey for 30 seconds okay yeah um and i think you can work it up to like like Five like you can start with five ten seconds, but like I'd say the goal would be like throughout the week to be like doing like a thirty second hold because that's like yeah. and you actually feel it. I would it actually like your body starts. It's about holding your bot your body through that hyperventilating part, and it's mm. just there's immunity boost or a boost in your immune system, and it's also just mental toughness. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it too. If if yeah. anything
1: is placebo, it's it's everything else and it's mental toughness. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder. Yeah, how, how, uh, like, my morning routine will be and how awake I'll feel after doing that. I guess we'll find out.
0: I think that's why people choose to do it in the morning because it's like, uh, what I, my plan is to get up and do it. Yeah. And then go have my coffee. Yeah. And just embrace the suffer and think about all the things that it's doing to your body, even if it's placebo. That's cool. It ain't placebo. Placebo is fake. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna tell myself. Okay. Love so, it. you keen? Yeah, I'm
1: keen. Let's Sweet. do it.
0: Sweet. It'll be fun. Oh, well, here you go, man. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. It's gonna be a cold week. Good thing it's hot
1: temperatures outside. Yeah, true. I could have so, used this last week, actually. I know. Could have used it yeah. at like 40 degrees when it yeah. was like 40
0: degrees in the morning. Yeah. So. Sure. Slick, man. Well, we uh, we got a we got a fun week ahead of us then. Do we ever? And looking forward to uh, the next day at the pump house. Let's do it. I'm excited. Well for another week of the Mighty Man Podcast. Peace. Peace And love.
1: Pronunciation sample on YouTube is the is the thing. Oh, it's 21 dude. 21. <laughs> That's seconds. amazing. Brian. Fef-
0: Do you want to hit? Chesky. Brian Chesky. <laughs>